For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Believe in Vikings, the 4-1 edition. The Vikings are top the NFC North by themselves because the Packers somehow lost in England to the Giants. Uh, unexpectedly, I should say. So now Minnesota's 4-1, and one, the Packers are 3-2, and two, and the other teams really don't count. Bless their heart. We're going to go through our reaction to Vikings over Bears 29-22, and then on Wednesday, we'll preview the, the Dolphins game, Miami, which is Bryant McKinney's hometown, and he's, he's here tonight to chat with us about this Bears triumph. Foremost, however, we're going to go to betonline.ag. Football is back, and BetOnline remains the number one source for all of your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And your continued source for all of the sports wagering info is BetOnline. It features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag. And join and receive your 50 or your 100% welcome bonus. We used to be 50, but now it's 100% with your first deposit. Free money, I tell you. And make sure you use this promo code. Pretty simple. B-L-E-A-V. Believe. B-L-E-A-V. To receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. This is Believe in Vikings and the Minnesota Vikings are four and one heading to Miami for a date with perhaps the Diet Dolphins. We aren't sure who's going to play quarterback. But this episode is a, a brief recap and analysis of the Bears' triumph, which was, you guessed it, another roller coaster win. Brian, the Vikings survived 29 22. So, what is your generalized reaction to week five? Um, like I said last week, I knew it would be a pretty close game uh, just from the traveling and things like that. But they would find a way to win, which, like I say, I'm liking a lot better about this team this year is they keep trying to find ways, even though it might not be the prettiest, they're finding ways to win. Compared to remember like last year or the year before that, it like they kept finding a way to lose Both in these close games. <laughs> right. So this is a better feel to it. Like, hey, because at the end of the day, you're not gonna really remember the scores of each game, but you can remember you won or lost. So four and one is is a great start. Um I used to break every day, everything down into like four games, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. we're now more so I think it's a great start. So if you, you know, if you can go every four games and only lose one game or something like that, puts you in a good position. Ron, I think we all have an angel and devil on our shoulders. Uh, the devil says there's going to be a comeuppance for beating these ragtag teams when you go up against the Bills or the Cowboys. They're going to beat your ass because you won't be able to get away with this. But then the angel says, who cares? Good football teams get better. And by the time they get to the Bills, they're going to be an even a month and a half more matured and ready for the bright lights. So what is your general reaction to Vikings Bears, Ron? I mean, yeah, like I obviously got uh, a little uh... – you know, the nerves were coming alive in the third quarter kind of really all started in that second quarter with that five yard net punt. Um, and like that was kind of the, the, 
whatever the pendulum swing in the other way. But uh, yeah, to your point, it's there. These have been tough kind of grinded out, scratching out games, but there three of them have been against, or three of the first four wins have been against division rivals. While yes, it's at home. Division games are always tougher. So mm-hmm. you're always going to see a better version of the lions, better version of the bears um, just because of the familiarity there. So um, while in one way, we, we have those out of our way so we don't have them in our back pocket for later in the season. Um, it, we also got them out of our way and we came away three and oh in those games. So mm-hmm. um, at the very least, you you don't get beat in your division. You At the very worst, you go three and three and you lose three home games. So um, that is nice. Um, but then also these tough games, like Brian said, we lost these games last year. We didn't yeah. find a way to win. Like Cam Dantzler, you know, he made a play. He came up big um, by stripping the ball. And, you know, whereas last year, um, you know, not to drag him, you know, after his tremendous game, but last year it was Cam Dantzler playing deep coverage, not using the back of the end zone as an ally and allowing uh, Amon Ross St. Brown to get a touchdown. So these are all learning things that come with experience, but also, you know, one of those, it comes with the coaching staff. I, I believe at this point, when you have three of these wins in a row, um, the coaching staff needs some of that credit to be able to, again, have the guys rally behind it when things start to go south, to be able to get their focus back when Kirk throws a bad interception in the fourth quarter, um, to have them come back and have a 17 play drive to seal the game where in years past, we may have played for a field goal or been happy settling for a field goal to take the lead. They were, they wanted to punch it in and they did. So there's a lot to like about four and one, but there's also a lot to improve. So I'm not sitting here saying Super Bowl or bust. Um, there are, they have four wins. They're four and one um, with a bye week a week away. Um, let's just keep it rolling and continue to get better. I will tell every Vikings fan watching old or new that when they when the purple team has a two score leader more and goofy shit starts to happen, <laughs> like uh, a, whatever type of punt you want to call that, a shank or the, where it just went off the side of his foot, when little intricate, strange things happen, I can tell you beyond the shadow of a doubt that lead is coming back and it's going to be a close game. You can feel it down in your intestines that it's starting to happen. So I knew I knew as soon as those, especially against the Bears, the whole thing I just stated is supersized against the Bears. So yeah, it's, it's, it's perplexing that a team that has so much more talent, the Bears couldn't find a way to step on their neck. But then at the end of the day, you're like, well, these are the Bears and these are division games. Uh, one thing I want to p- point out that in case I forget against the when we do our Dolphins preview is that thanks to hanging on for these sneaky wins over the Lions, Saints and Bears. Now the Vikings only have to go six and six for the rest of the, the way to get into the playoffs. Now, because the Packers lost in London and because the Vikings actually seem like they're good, they can now contend for the division, but they basically need to play 2020 or 2021 football from here on out. And they should be in the playoffs for the first time since 2019. And the other point um, you mentioned with the the punt, um, the special teams, special teams is the one unit that we've been kind of applauding Mm -hmm. all year long. And it was actually good to see, um, you know, in, in other games where the special teams has kind of buoyed us to help us cover up some of that weaknesses where special teams lacked, like, you know, from that, um, there was that missed field goal in the third quarter on our only drive that we had. Um, and, you know, other than recovering the onside kick, the special teams was kind of a downfall yesterday, mm-hmm. but 
Um, they overcame that with, uh, again, Dantzler making the game ceiling play, you know, the offense putting together a drive. So it's good to see in all three units of, uh, of the game that when one fails, there's another one that's there to pick it up. And in years past, if special teams failed, that trickled down throughout everything. The offense struggled. The defense struggled. It was a, it was a domino effect. It did indeed. Uh, Bryant, give me your temperature at 4-1 and one, heading to your hometown, Vikings, Dolphins. What's your temperature on these Vikings? I still feel like the Vikings can come here. Um, it seems like once, you know, the Dolphins lost to it, it's just like, I don't know, things are just kind of like out of whack now. And um, I don't know if they're going to bring a new quarterback in in time or what, but I feel like the Dolphins have definitely have a chance um, to come down here in Miami and get a win. Uh, they need to stay hydrated because it's so hot <laughs> down here, though. You know, some because some teams, you know, when they come from up north, sometimes and by the time you get to the fourth quarter, can get a little dehydrated from humidity. But I think they have a good chance. Uh, Ron, when the schedule came out in April or May, I can't remember. And then even as week one started, you looked at the Dolphins game and you're like, that's a reasonable game that Minnesota go down and have a puncher's chance and maybe even win the damn thing before we knew anything about the Vikings. And then two weeks ago, we're like, oh, we ain't winning that, baby. They're 3-0. and They're a juggernaut. They've got two of the fastest and best receivers you could script in a lab. And so you can – we better stack these wins because we're losing to the Dolphins. And now, because of an injury or two, we're like, all right, well, the Vikings better win this game against Skylar Thompson from Kansas State. What is your temperature right now on the Vikings? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, you know, it, a lot of it does depend on the quarterback situation, even whether it's Tua or Teddy. Um, I think Teddy is still a viable quarterback in the league. I think he gives them a good chance, um, you know, to play well with those weapons that they have. Um, now, if the rest of their injuries, I know Armstead's been hurt and um, and they've had like Xavier Howard's banged up. So they, they're not hundred percent healthy. Um, whereas other than Lewis seen the Vikings have been pretty healthy. Um, and, so if if Skylar Thompson, if he's the quarterback, um, obviously he did get a full game or pretty much full game Sunday. So there's at least tape on him. It's not a fresh guy coming in a la, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick with the Rams years ago, just, you know, 400 yards and a half. So there is some film there. Um, but uh, obviously a road game does concern me. The heat will be a factor, um, but hopefully they can just come in. We have the offensive playmakers as well. Um, hopefully we can just come in and uh, um, and play a good game of football for four full quarters. With Tua Tagovailoa, Tua Tagovailoa, uh, he's probably not going to play. He's in about stage two or three of his recovery for the the protocol. So you can almost write him off altogether. And then you turn to Bridgewater, who also had his head slammed into the turf. Um, but it's kind of debate whether or not he had one of those shaky walks or whatever. And this time, of course, the Dolphins erred on the side of caution along with the NFL and pulled him. But now they're in this dicey territory where we don't know for sure if Bridgewater had a concussion. So in theory, everybody could say, no, he's good. But then if he comes out against the Vikings, slams his head against the turf, his fingers go like this. It's an incredibly bad look for the Dolphins. So they have to be 
overly cautious about what they do with Bridgewater. So right now, I think Bridgewater is up in the air. Uh, my re- my revised temperature on the team is I already know that they are as good as the 2019 team that went to the postseason, found a way to shock the Saints, and then got their asses kicked the 49ers. Now, over the next month, I'm going to figure out if they can be as good as 2017. They certainly don't have a rip-roaring unit alone, like the 2017 defense, but they they have the gut, the gut check that a lot of these Vikings teams under Zimmer didn't have because they're finding these quirky ways to survive and advance. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not doing the Super Bowl thing yet because there's about – Four or five other teams I know are better than the Vikings right now. But I think, like as Bryant can attest, teams grow and they get better over the weeks. All right, let's do some surprises. Bryant, when you're keeping tabs on that game, what was something that was surprising or stood out? The offensive line is sure getting good, and that might that might uh, pique your attention. It does. Um, the offensive line is playing really well. Who's the offensive line coach? Chris Cooper from the Broncos, right? Bron- oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's doing a good job bringing out, um, you know, the talent in these guys and their play is actually giving Kirk, you know, more time and opportunity, you know, to get the ball to some of these playmakers. So I actually appreciate it, you know, because I remember, (laughs) you know, the past couple of years, you know, the offensive line has been a struggle and moving people from position and out of position, you know, that whole rotation thing that I hate it. So I actually like to see the offensive line. I'm glad that they're doing well. Yeah, I, I was I was so excited to tell you this, BMAC. Um, through five games, this offensive line plus Kirk have played every single snaps except Darisaw came off the field for a single play. I think that was mandated. But this group has been the group at the same position for five straight weeks. So there's that continuity. And you've right. always you've always told us it takes I think it's four to six weeks for an offensive line to really gel mm-hmm. and we haven't done any of that weird shit where we're like all right let's throw a right guard over at left tackle and yeah. see <laughs> everybody's it feels like everybody's comfortable in their position you know and then that and then you you get used to the guy next to you too and the communication and everything so i feel like they're doing a pretty good job yeah and it's almost like we uh like it's no longer going to become a surprise yet but uh man again darisa every single week comes out and he's mauling people he's like moving guys five, six yards off their spot. And then on that quarterback sneak, he's one of the big reasons that helped Kirk to push him across the, mm-hmm. the, the end zone. So, um, again, it's um, it, it's not saying that it's all surprising, but to see this development, really he's, what, 16 games into his career, 16, mm-hmm. 17 games, so one full season at this point. And, uh, man, he is he's purely blossoming into that uh, – um, elite um, left tackle that um, that we've been striving for since about 2010-11. Amen. Uh, my surprise is a little bit of a negative, Nancy, but I just have to call it out. Suddenly, our kicker can't hit from over 50 yards, and I would love to blame Wind or Soldier Field, but I can't because he he's not hitting inside U.S. Bank Stadium. And, of course, I'm not writing him off. I've already seen that he has the resolve to come back from a bad experience against the Cardinals last year. But now according to field position, play calling, and all that shit, you can't rely on him to hit from 50 and beyond. Last year you could. This year he's in a little bit of a funk, um, but not selling on the guy. However, it should impact how you view uh, the Vikings offense when they're at about the 40-yard line. Uh, We came into this season thinking, all right, this dude can hit from 60. That's what they said in training camp. And now he can't really hit from 50. There's something going on. So they might be more apt to go for it on fourth and three at the 40, whereas we thought we had a dude that could step up 58 and drill it. So mine is 
a little bit of caution, perhaps a little cautious optimism on Greg Joseph to refine his mojo because he's not hitting from distance. And you sit here and you watch games with Daniel Carlson and Justin Tucker just drill beyond the shadow of a doubt. And you're like, oh, yeah, I thought we might were getting a little bit like that with Joseph, but I don't think we're there yet. At least there's been a hiccup. Uh, Ron, give me your surprise from week five. Honestly, uh, my biggest surprise um, is the ability to make adjustments like in game, not over halftime. Um, like again, that third quarter to fourth quarter um, where, you know, the bears kind of made came soaring back and then even Kirk through that interception. Um, like just the, like one, a lot of Brian Asamoa in there as a spy on fields and like that you haven't, he hasn't seen much of the field, but what I liked about that is, and you can see it in some of the highlights where he was just strictly a spy, but then when he saw, where the play was headed or whatnot, he was just like a missile going to it. And <laughs> I like the fact that whether he's a rookie or not, the fact that they identified, Hey, Justin Fields is getting out of the pocket and moving. Um, let's put someone in there to combat that athleticism. Um, so that was that I like to see also the use of, you know, the way they use Jalen Rieger um, at that goal line. Um, just again, the uniqueness of play calls that um, third down pass from Jefferson. So um, just a lot of uh, Kevin O'Connell putting his stamp on the offense, but Ed Donatel as well kind of matching and at least showing his ability to adjust where I will continue to question the scheme, uh, the way that it's playing. Um, again, just be, and Hunter did get a sack, um, but uh, you know, I'll give credit where credit's due and the fact that um, he didn't stick to his old ways and just, you know, see what happened. He he made something happen. All right. And the last thing I'll ask Bryant is, uh, so the Vikings head to your hometown and you played for both teams once every eight years. Uh, does your life get a little bit more interesting during Vikings Dolphins week or is it pretty business as usual? I like watching, I like watching the two teams, like teams that I played on, playing each other. I really don't really, well, I really probably won't go for the Vikings. But, oh my um, God, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. But normally I don't really like get too emotionally involved um you know in these games though because i just look at it as like just a fun game to watch mm -hmm. but um yeah it's almost kind of weird i never got a chance to play against the team that i used to be on like yeah. by the time you went the Dolphins, the i mean the, the vikings went to baltimore i had just left it's like i always kept missing it yeah yeah, the last time the Vikings played in Miami was that crazy-ass, wacky game in 2014, your first year of retirement. And, yeah, that was towards the end of the 2014 season. And, yeah, they play every eight years. So uh, we'll be down there with you here on, on Sunday. All right, group, well, we should have Sally back on Wednesday to preview that game. Um, the rest of you, if you guys are in the saddle, you'll be available for it. Okay, cool. All right, we'll talk to you guys on Wednesday and Skull Vikings. Okay. Later. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.